This is the Talk Theater in Chicago interview podcast. I'm your host this week, Anne Nicholson-Weber, and with me are Erica Radcliffe and Matt Mueller, who are respectively Kate and Petruchio in the Chicago Shakespeare production of Taming of the Shrew, and Chris Plevin, who is the director of production. Sorry? Pleasure. And Chris Plevin, who is the director of production for the show. And what's uh, special about this production, um, Chicago Shakes has done this exact production, or close to it, in the Chicago Public Schools as one of their short Shakespeare uh, productions. And now they're taking the show on the road to a whole series of Chicago public parks and performing outside um, for pretty much whoever shows up. So it's a very, uh, I think, cool project, and I'm very pleased you guys could come to talk to me about it. Yes, indeed. Thanks for having us. So uh, the things that are unique, it seems to me, about the setting, and you'll tell me if I'm right, are that you're outdoors, and that in itself, both, um, I imagine, vocally and in terms of the acoustics, is challenging and creates distractions. And then there's no kind of formal come into the theater, put on your theater face, put on your theater <laughs> right. manners. Right. People are just there. If they're there, they can come and go as they please. So it seems to me it kind of creates um, a much more informal relationship between the audience and the uh, actors and a lot, maybe some very special challenges for you as well as, Chris, for you technically. So let's just start with um, Erica and Matt. You've done this show, which is how long? It's about... 75 minutes? minutes? Yeah. Yeah. 15. So you've done it for kids in the schools, which in itself, I imagine, has its challenges. <laughs> um, and then you've now had to uh, make, I assume, some adjustments to do it in this new setting. So could you just talk about um, what you learned doing it in the schools and then what you've had to add to your learning to do yeah. it? in front of these kind of audiences? Sure. Um, one thing One thing that sort of carried over from doing it in the schools, because when we'd first done it at the at the pier, um, you know, it's sort of, it's a, it's a thrust. And so we had to move it, change some things in the blocking and that kind of thing to uh, to a proscenium. Because so, most school auditoriums right. are just going to be. Yeah, right. usually we'd be in a proscenium kind of setup or something right. akin to that. And so now that was sort of something that was always changing mm -hmm. in the schools. And now right. we do have one set space to play on. Right. Um, and that's in proscenium. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really have to mess around too much with that. That was something that we knew was going to be set. Um, so now it's just being in a different part of the outdoors every time and where the trees right. and where are people sitting in the shade and what's the temperature, what's the temperature going to be like, how far away <laughs> from the stage are people, how comfortable are they to get yeah. close and what that, right. so that's, those are sort of the variables. They kind of make the rules every yeah. park mm. we go to now because, you know, there's some days when they're sitting like 20 feet back <laughs> yeah. and then they're like, there's other days they're right at the front of mm. the stage. And, uh, you know, depending on the weather, sometimes it, people will be sitting in the shady area way on the other side of the stage, but they're still enjoying it. But you have to just kind Pop of redirect everything yeah, exactly. so, so the whole audience might be stage right or might be stage they'll, right yeah or there'll just be a lot of people over right. there and you can't leave them out you know right. so it's all about like kind of figuring out how to readjust every every time but it's all based on what they kind yeah. of set set mm -hmm. the mood to be you mm -hmm. know 
And you can see them because it's on the daylight, which is another right, great, right. <laughs> a great, I mean, very, uh, very Shakespearean in its own right because it's all Elizabeth in, yeah, yeah, in the light of day. So right. Right. no matter where everybody is, that's one nice thing because you can see where they are and they can see you and you can, you know, they can see that you can see them. Pick people out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So that's, that's, that's really neat. That's yeah. a lot of fun. Well, just to kind of finish setting the scene, Chris, maybe you could talk about the um, the challenges. You know, someone, I assume Chris Henderson, walked into your office one day, if you have an office, and said, okay, you now get to design a place for us to take around to all these parks. And so what was your assignment? What were you told? And then how did you solve the problem? I mean, we started with with a with an ambition for the project. You know, we we knew that we wanted to travel through a variety of different parks, and that was one thing that I think set it apart from a lot of Shakespeare in the Parks programs mm-hmm. that exist. Um, I think you know, there's certainly a lot of them. That, you know, New York City probably having the most famous one. Lots mm-hmm. of Shakespeare in the Parks programs that exist. Um, but generally, I, it's one park, one right. More often than not, basically. they sit there and it's yeah. in a park and it's fixed for a summer, and people come over the course of two or three months and see a variety of shows there. <laughs> or Shakespeare in the Parks programs that are mobile but tend to to um, operate on a smaller scale. And mm-hmm. so, what we knew out of the gate was that um, we wanted to find both worlds. We wanted it to be something that was a um, uh, sort of a, a visible presence in the community so that um, passerby who didn't necessarily know that we were coming would walk by the park and see that something was happening. So we wanted a sense of events to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that brought with it a need for a certain level of scale. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also knew that we didn't want to limit ourselves to just one park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think at the core of this program is bringing it throughout the city and is bringing it to um specifically to areas that don't have as as readily available access to the art. So that's where we started from and from there it was it was really just about you know what's the what's the inertia that that exists when you're moving a show that is as formidable as this one mm-hmm. is um quickly through a variety of parks. And um, we also knew that we didn't want to sit down in any one park for a week. We really we knew that there would be, you know, some two or three day engagements, but primarily it would be we roll in in the morning, we set it up, we do our show, and we're gone by the time the sun sets. Um, so that's where we started. And from from then on, we began a, a process of, of really almost a year of, of just testing and talking and um, thinking of all of the variables that might exist and figuring out how to how to deal with them. Yeah. So what, what did you see as some of the most difficult uh, technical challenges, let's say, in writ large mm-hmm. to, to address i think the the common thread is probably mother nature um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's going to do what she's going to do and she's uh, a wily one yeah, she is um <laughs> in all of you know in all of the ways that 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 exists um temperature was a huge one mm-hmm. um got challenged this summer on exactly that, yeah. and it's you know it's been a curse and a blessing you know the the drought which has been so challenging to so many people has i think for us been kind of a benefit because we didn't have to deal with rain for the most part um the flip side was the this the costume scheme for this show was heavy large garments you know these these two wear i think perhaps some of the most challenging garments a leather doublet that looks fantastic but is not built for airflow at all um and then looks good smells bad (laughs) and and the wedding dress uh that 
<laughs> that Kate has to wear that weighs what? It, well, they they <laughs> the, did the they one. did originally the dress weighed forty pounds, mm. and now it weighs twenty. Right, and it's still heavy, but <laughs> yeah. it's so much it's so much better. Mm-hmm. But you were in training, so now it you're right. Right. <laughs> right. right, right. You fling me around like crazy. Oh yeah, it's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> New new show. Yeah, it was really it was going through and, and highlighting you know what are these garments that are just absolutely inhumane to mm-hmm. to ask you know, to ask <laughs> right. these guys to wear when it's when it's ninety five degrees and one hundred percent humidity outside and rebuilding those key garments. Um, so costumes were a challenge. Um, sound is a big challenge, mm-hmm. um, especially because we are a lot of these parks are in very urban environments. So not only is it the sound of just the outdoors and birds and and everything that comes with that, but traffic. Garbage know, trucks. This garbage sure. trucks. Um, you know, Garfield Park on Sunday will be about 100 feet from the Green Line L tracks. So that right. brings its own set of challenges. People um, barbecues, you know, all right. kinds of right. good stuff. Which is challenging, but is also really cool. I mean, we, yeah. we, we didn't attempt to isolate this, this experience from the parks. Yeah. I mean, it very consciously is Shakespeare in the parks. Um, right. We want it to be about where we are and we want it to, to embrace those things. But we also want everyone to hear the language. So, right. From a from an acoustic standpoint, all the actors are mic'd. We do have, you know, they all have wireless microphones on them. We've got um, a sound system that we've done our best to conceal behind some backdrops that we've created, so we mm-hmm. want it to be invisible. Um, but we also want that support to exist. Right. Yeah. The acoustics outside are a real challenge. I mean, not just the ambient noise, but somehow your voice doesn't come back to you mm-hmm. at yeah, all. Sure. Yeah, because there's so nothing you... to bounce off of. So it's right. just yeah, and, right. and you can often strain because of that. Right. Um, and then, so the, just so that people listening can kind of picture it, I mean, basically, I, I keep seeing that troop of players on the wagon, you know, it's kind, <laughs> of, <laughs> sure. kind of has that feel. So, it, but I don't actually, I saw a, a, a one of the performances, but I didn't really go try to analyze how the stage right. was movable or how you erected it. Can you just describe a little bit of, of how it works mechanically? I mean, it really is a modern day wagon. It's, um, (laughs) it's a very large, uh, very aluminum wagon. Um, it's a trailer. It's, um, the stage is, is completely, uh, self-contained, um, in a, in a hydraulic trailer that's pulled in by a pickup truck, uh, Mm -hmm. set down in the park and then, um, basically unfolds like an erector set, um, both to create walls, a ceiling and a floor. So, that's sort of the, the, the base for it. That's the platform. Mm-hmm. And then we have the set that was the same as the set that we toured mm-hmm. into all of the schools mm-hmm. that we were in last year that gets brought in in an additional truck and then get, gets placed upon that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of the biggest things that we went back and forth on is how best to create that platform, how best to make sure that these guys are lifted up high enough so that the hundreds of people we hoped um, who are who are sitting uh, on the grass to see it can, can see up over each other's heads. Right. So it was a matter of elevating them. And it was also a matter of giving it a, a frame. Um, we thought about what would it be to just have a, a, an elevated floor and just have the park environment be the backdrop. But because we knew that there were um, there were times when, again, both acoustically, you know, the sunlight could be a challenge. You know, there are any number of of, of sort of contextual reasons that to have some sort of control over what that frame was made sense for the actors or also for the audience i think also for the audience um to make the the set is is fairly straightforward Mm -hmm. i mean it really is a a fountain and a frame but that fountain and that frame make a lot more sense 
with a larger frame around them that mm-hmm. this stage creates and, and this ceiling and this backdrop creates. Um, without them, I think they could have gotten a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also a back wall that is um, that is basically flown from the ceiling of this trailer that helps us with the acoustics. So in the same way that having a hard back wall behind us in the right. theater helps sure. us send that acoustic energy out into right. the audience, the back wall in the trailer helps us send mm-hmm. a little bit more energy off the stage. Mm-hmm. And affords mm-hmm. us a little bit of backstage space too for because right. there's right. um costume change tents and mm-hmm. blacks put up and so we have some some space back there for props and just to hang out and sit in front of the fan and mm-hmm. right. that kind of thing too we didn't we didn't want the audience to be looking at these guys coming off stage and sitting in front of the fan for 30 seconds so it, it certainly is clear when you're on stage and when you're not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much, yeah. it might not otherwise be um, and uh, was there ever thought of, of adding lights and doing shows at night or was it always going to be daylight? Um, we actually do have some lighting. Um, it's very minimal and really it's just intended to, uh, to fill in the upstage areas that are, that are covered by the mm-hmm. ceiling and to help highlight faces a little bit. Um, which, which is the back of the stage. Which is the back of the right. stage. Um, we talked about it, you know, we did talk about having evening performances, um, but the more the more we thought about it, you know, you have theatrical lighting designers have been trying for you know time eternal to recreate sunlight in theaters. Mm. You know, we have our designers on our you know in our theater at Navy Pier spend hours and hours of time and spend lots of money, you know, trying to rent and, and buy and build these systems to create sunlight. And we figured, hey, we're out yeah. in these parks, <laughs> right. let's use it to our That's advantage. That's one of the strengths, right? So mm-hmm. it. You know, it did mean that we we put a whole lot of of thought into the way the stage sits in each park and the way it's oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, we we wanted to make sure that the sun, I think, <laughs> to the dismay of of these guys, sometimes that the sun was behind <laughs> the audience and shining towards the stage. Right. But it, it's it's beautiful, you know, in these six thirty performances, especially when the like sun, light. you you see that transition oh, from yeah. daylight to mm-hmm. dusk it's during the course yeah, of the seventy five really minutes. Nice. So you begin the show in full daylight. And then as the sun sets behind the audience, you get this really great golden sort of swath yeah. that goes across the stage and really... Very Italian all... light sort of. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, sure, for sure. And it works yeah. so well. There's all this gold paint in the frame and it mm-hmm. just, when the sunlight hits it, you know, as it's going down around, you know, 17, 730, it just glows. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't think we ever would have realized that had we brought in, you know, tons of theatrical lighting. It just wouldn't have been the same. Right. right. And was the stage, was there any degree to which the stage was designed... Because I put it this way, because this was the first show you're doing on it, I assume you you know you have plans to use it again. But was there any way that this show drove any of the design things that you did because you knew you were doing this show that you might not have thought to do if you weren't doing this show? We actually, um, when we began the design process for Taming of the Shrew, we didn't know definitively that we were doing this parks program yet. Mm-hmm. So the the stage design itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm asking it the other way. The stage that the the movable stage that you made uh-huh. was it influenced by the fact that Shrew was going to be the first show gotcha. on it? The movable stage is actually rented. Um, it's a it's a uh, a system that is used, I think, a lot of time for outdoor festivals and ah, concerts. So there are a variety of them out there. I think it was a matter of finding one that was as nimble as we needed it to be, uh-huh. uh, and also one that was framed appropriately. Um, I think that the I mean, you guys can can speak of this as well, but the the size of that stage is not terribly different from some of the schools that you went yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was having that that structural frame that that sort of framed the action appropriately, yeah. so that yeah. all the movement around this this fountain that exists as our central scenic piece um, 
felt confined where it needed to feel confined, but also but had enough space to breathe. Yeah. So you know every supplier there is of rentable stages now? And there are not a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we discovered. Um, uh-huh. There there are a few companies that really specialize in this. Um, and uh, it, it was mostly a matter of finding out what the scale should be. Right. Um, right. And also, you know, we didn't want we didn't want it to be so large that we couldn't do certain parks. You know, we've, mm-hmm. we've played a parks of, you know, you know, a variety of different scales right. over the past three weeks. And I think some of the smaller ones are yet to come. But we wanted to make sure that we could walk into a park and look at any part of it and say, "It'll go." This is a great this. backdrop right. for the show, and know that we can bring the stage <laughs> actually and get there. through whatever exactly. you have to get through. Exactly. And um, will you, if you do it again, will you use the same stage? Has it worked out? I sure think so. Yeah. it's been really Good. great. The, the the scale feels right. It's been really easy to move. Um, it's it's really really fast to to erect. I think mm-hmm. most of the time that we put in is actually creating the. Uh, the sound infrastructure takes a lot of time mm-hmm. to put in, um, and the sort of uh, all these the quick change tents, you know, the fans, the prop tables, all the sort of the the backstage space that exists in our theater. That we really do need to create. create. Um, mm-hmm. One of the most challenging parts of this show is that I think is that it, from a technical standpoint, is that it moves very very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, the costume changes are really Lightly. rapid yeah. fire, yeah. Um, and so we needed to make sure that the traffic patterns that that these guys had in our theater could be more or less maintained right. out of the parks. Right. All right. Well, so now we've got our stage and we've got the history of you all having done the production elsewhere and kind of tried it out on maybe the not the most staid of audiences, which is to say public school kids. So now let's just talk about what it's been like for you two, Erica and Matt, to, um, to do this show many times in different neighborhoods how many how many parks is it is it like 12 yeah i think maybe maybe like yeah, it's like a dozen i think yeah somewhere yeah. around there 10 to 12 i think but we're maybe up one i think we've done the show almost a uh, hundred times Maybe in total, yeah, total, total with 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 the schools, schools right, right. right. Yeah. But well, I think part of what fascinates me so much is that because you're going into the neighborhoods, you're going really into different cultures, into different countries, kind of. Do you know? Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that it's a really interesting for you to see how the show lands differently in these different communities. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, it's 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 like it's like I mean, it's similar to the schools, but you really are like you're going into somebody's home. Mm-hmm. You know, because right. you're going to someone's neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, and so it's we're guests and they're welcoming us, and it's it's I mean it's 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 humbling because I mean they really have been very welcoming like across mm-hmm. the board. It's mm-hmm. it's um I you know you said like no one really knew what the response would be at the get go, right? And we've had at least a couple hundred people at every show, yeah. and that's that's really something that is great. It's really neat, um, and even people. Who have it's happened a couple of places. Our van shows up with the actors, and we hop out, and people are just sort of, you know, because there's a around. lot of field houses are walking around. They say, "What's going on?" and um, give them a flyer and say, "You know, we're going to be here doing a show at four. And sure enough, they, they come show back, up, yeah. they bring their lawn chairs, and they're there, and they yeah. they watch the show. So it's uh, it's neat how it's how it's grown and how people just are willing to to show up and be part of it. And so how, how has, what's the response been like? You don't have kind of necessarily anyway, people who have been schooled in the way we go to the theater. Do you right. know what I mean? Right. It's just a, I, at least in some cases, it must be a very sort of spontaneous right. reaction. So what, 
you know, you're doing Shakespeare, you're doing it in period costume. It's shorter than the, than the full script, but it is, you know, it's Shakespeare, which for anybody, I think, takes some education to right. it to right. learn the language. It's a slightly foreign language. So you're doing in a play in weird costumes in a slightly foreign <laughs> language to people who may or may not be acclimated to the theater. So what happens when you do that? I think that they're, well, we kind of give them, you know, welcoming with, with which has also been really kind of my favorite thing is that there's a green show. Huh. So there's someone in their community that's already kind of opening up the stage and kind of getting them, I guess, ready to respond and be in a show and be at a show. But I think that the welcoming speech is kind of just saying, hey, you know, we we know you're not, you, you may not understand every word that comes out of our mouths. You may not really kind of get it, but Shakespeare was writing for us, for everyone about the human condition, about things that we all can relate with mm -hmm. and just get what you can get out of it. And people, you know, you don't see people getting up and leaving in the middle, you know, right, people yeah. are in it yeah. from the beginning to the end and huh. they take with it what they can and uh -huh. And at the end, so many people have come up to us and said, you know, I've never seen Shakespeare. I've never seen a play I've heard right. several yeah. times. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I can imagine what that must be like. Right. So even though the response may not be in all of the parks that we go to that, oh, I'm, I'm trained in Shakespeare and I know all about this and mm -hmm. I really love that choice you made there <laughs> you know but it's cool that people, cool scansion yeah, yeah it's cool that people are saying like this is the first time and i love this yeah, and right. and they may have the desire to go again i mean there's actually been they, a couple people, people come back, come back. Really? they come back and they bring their friends they right. they i mean it's like they follow right. they have followed us around to, yeah. the, to different and these parks, parks are not near each no. other no. <laughs> they're traveling you know, we really had a couple uh, quite a few people at the pier the past few days yes yeah. We're out at what, um, is it Tooley or Douglas or Tooley Park? Austin, yeah, I think it was yeah. Dovark Park. I met someone yeah. that had went to Tooley Park. So it's been, I mean, it's been really cool just that. And I mean, mm. come also coming off of the fact that we were doing it for schools and also being in front of kids who probably yeah. have never seen Shakespeare right. and stuff, right. it sort of was the same kind of reward at the end, just mm. knowing that you are introducing people to something. And it, it really, it really to goes to show too that, I mean, Shakespeare is not scary. It's, no. it's not, it, it sort of has that aura yeah. to it, sort of to its, um, but it's, 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 it's storytelling at its, at its most base level in a way. Yeah. And so you get the story when you see these people, you see the relationships, you hear the words right. and it all comes together. And it's, it's, um, it's a lot easier to get into the story after a couple of minutes than I think people realize and this this just goes to show that that's absolutely true uh -huh. because people get hooked and are right along with us and we're talking to them and they're right. you know giving it back to us it's great it's, have you heard have have you had audiences that were kind of vocal and talking back to you uh a little bit sometimes yeah a little bit there, there's, there's been some pretty good vocal reactions um i mean it's a it's a pretty it's a charged story you know, right? Um, battle of the sexes and and, I can imagine and all those relationships. Booing and hissing, right? Yeah, know. which right. is which is great. I mean, it's you know, it's it's the groundlings. Like that's that's what yeah. you want. You know, um, out there in the daylight and seeing the people's faces and seeing the reactions and having them right. sort of holler back at you and stuff like that. And it is nice to strip away that sort of pretense that I think people sometimes associate with going to the theater. The you know, people, yeah. you know, people have not been coming and going. A lot, but I, but right. people feel, feel free to turn and, and 
and if they see something that makes them vocally respond to say something to uh, their right. friend right. or or to say something to the actors on stage. I mean, it really does feel a lot more like right. like the globe. Right. And just, and just the fact that there's so many, I mean, p- families and, and kids there, whether they're, you know, running around or sort of, you know, agog and just watching <laughs> wide-eyed or, you know, and it goes back and forth, but just that they're there is a is a really cool thing. How has it affected your acting? What have you learned about acting from working in front of these kind of audiences? I've been having a lot of fun. Just, yeah. It's just been so much fun. Um, I, we just have been playing so much, and you just can't take all of the things that might become a distraction as you can't let it distract you, you know? Yeah. So it's just become, I think, more commutative amongst and us. It's, it's and it's neat to doing it sort of three different iterations of it. And, and right, right. just also it's just at, at, at the, the pier and then in the schools and then this as right. well. But right. I find that, um, it also forces you to be very specific about things mm-hmm. because you're outside and there are so many distractions and you're saying, look up here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's kind of cool because it, and we've been doing it for a while as well, but it, mm-hmm. it, it forces you to sort of, you know, obviously keep in it, but be very specific about things. And, and, and right. you sort of, I'm still learning things about it. Like, Oh yes, absolutely. That makes right. sense. And, uh-huh. um, and you're, you know, again, cause it's a, it's a different audience every time. And not only that, but you're in a different place and it definitely keeps you on point. It's, it's a different contract. I feel like, I mean, if we show up at the, the beautiful theater at, on the pier in our fancy clothes, right. You kind of have a right to expect that we're going to be quiet and we're going to be completely focused mm-hmm. on whether we're in it or not. You're not going to necessarily know it. And now there's this much more, I, I don't know, free flowing. I, I don't quite know. I was only at in one of these, uh, which was the one down at the cultural center, the opening. Mm, yeah. Okay. And sure. I think maybe that was a little less, um, this was less extreme version of what you may have encountered elsewhere because it felt very, Protected, you go into these uh, mm-hmm. metal, sure, yeah, you know, yeah the, right. the iron fence, and park at this beautiful. Right. Um, basically, it's a country club, so it it had more of a, I guess, a refined feeling. Um, but anyway, I'm just, I'm just, I'm fascinated by this. Well, I, I think that the Chicago Shakespeare Theater has done an amazing job. This staff is so available. I mean, they're handing out flyers, oh, yeah. they're making sure people are comfortable. When it rains, they have ponchos. Mm-hmm. I mean, like people are welcomed into the space and it's almost like movie in the park it's like yeah, you kind of like govern yourself on the grass you right, know right. if 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 someone's having a lo- loud conversation i'm sure that the neighbors are like hey i'm i'm here <laughs> right, so right. just calm Pipe down, down right. and it's because people have been actually I, surprisingly to me i think that they've been pretty quiet and like oh, absolutely, really absolutely. in tune so seriously there, there have not been any sort of crazy distractions that have been like, really, are you really doing that? Well, and it's all like, you know, and sometimes like people bring their dogs and like if the dog, like they'll just, you know, people are also very aware that there's something going on that requires focus and concentration Uh because if there is a distraction, I mean, they'll take their dog over there. Right. So yeah, it's, people seem to be on board. And have you ever needed to acknowledge something that was going on in the audience? Have you ever broken the fourth wall to, to kind of let something in or have you been able to pretty much... At least keep it honest. Going. Knock on wood. I mean, there there, ha- there really hasn't been anything that has that was so egregious. You right, distracted it. so much yeah. that you had to hold or right, um, right. or that or like you something. couldn't be heard or right. right. So yeah, um, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> Alec Garfield on. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> that might be the first time that. Bell, right. Just long pause. That's right. And um, have have different parts of the place place seemed to resonate differently in the different uh, parks or for the different audiences, or is it played pretty similarly everywhere you've gone? I think it's played pretty similar, similar, but I think it's funny. Like there's parts like uh, where we are. I mean, there's a part the sun and the moon. All right, yeah. I love doing that part now because the sun is always out, and I'm like, "You're an idiot, right? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. It's actually, sunny. Actually everybody outside sees and everyone the knows sun, that. dude. Right. So, right. and and everybody is kind of like, "Yeah, what is he talking about? You know, I think that 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 joke lands all the time now because right. everybody's you know just saying he is. You know, they get it. They right. just totally. what's going on. Right. And I'm always just like, there it is. No, there it is. Right. No, it's behind the building over there so we right. can see now. It's all right. It's great. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Well, is there anything else you think is um, important to, to say about your experience doing the show this way? Uh, I, the one thing, and this is, this is true for any part of it, whether we were at the theater or the, on, on the school tour, but the crew, I mean, they're the people who get there at who knows what hour of the morning and set everything up, you know, make the stage, get everything on it, set up the backstage area. And then are there for however many hours after we've, you know, we've done the show and left. Um, they're putting in long days and you're drinking are beers there. and they're still there. Right. And that's, I mean, and that's, that's amazing. Cause it's, it's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's, Cause again, we're in a different place every time. Right. Um, and they're yeah. amazing. <laughs> And, and it's, it's hot. It's, it's been kind hot, of incredible so, like, too. How I mean, ev- every conflict that may come up, there's a solution. Like yep. everybody is kind of on board to figure out all of the tweaks when it rains, what exactly to do, mm. how to do this. Everybody's just all hands on deck about that, and it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, like this is the inaugural, you know, and it's all, I I hope that it continues because I think it's probably one of the coolest shows I've ever worked on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be a part of the first one and it's, really great. it's only going to get better. You know, the costumes are only going to get smaller. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll only get Maybe cooler. Beach, beach party right. theme. That's right. right. Yeah. Right. Right. Flip flops and board shorts uh, for whatever. <laughs> Comedy of errors or something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then I it'll rain all summer. Or Hamlet. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, um, thank you uh, for joining me to talk about this. I think it's a, a wonderful uh, experiment, and it sounds like it's going really well. Yeah. Absolutely. Good. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.